It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. Got the Sharks moving in down one zip. Burles gets it to the slot off his skate. Turn around, shot by Zanina. He scores! Philip Zadina scores the first goal of the San Jose Sharks season, and it is a great, enthusiastic fist pump for the newest member of the San Jose Sharks this season as he left Detroit to get a new, fresh start, and that is the freshest of starts. 1-1 with 2.12 to go in period number one. All right, what's happening, everyone? We are ready for game two of the San Jose Sharks season as they take on the Colorado Avalanche tonight. An avalanche side that we're going to learn about in a minute here from their radio play-by-play voice, Connor McGahey, looking to bounce back from what was an injury-riddled year last year in their Stanley Cup defense. Now, I'm going to do a little bit of self-promoting here. I will not be at the tank tonight. I will be at NBC Sports California in San Francisco working with our good friend Brody Brazil, giving you pre- and post-game coverage tonight. So I am excited about that aspect, even if I am usually pretty excited to be in the building in any other instance. Um, I'm excited to see Blackwood tonight in goal. I think that Capo um, probably wants that second goal back in particular. The fourth one was not great either, but I think that, you know, Capo the other night looked good until he didn't, but I think you can also make a claim that the Sharks looked good until they didn't, and it was kind of a You know, one side mirrored the other where the Sharks and Capo were looking very good until suddenly they weren't. And that's what happens when you play 38 high quality minutes and you have two minutes left in the second period tied to one. And then a couple moments later, you're down 3-1 heading into that second intermission, shaking your head and wondering what on earth just happened. But I want to see a higher caliber performance from the Sharks tonight. And that means if you played 38 high quality minutes the other night, can you get 40? Can you get 45? Can you take it deeper into the game and give yourself a chance to win? And listen, I know this is a tough test. This is Colorado. They are uh, barely a season removed from winning the Stanley Cup, and I entirely expect them to be a contender once again this year. But, you know, these are the tests for the Sharks in this early season. They had Vegas right off the bat, and they gave us some things to be impressed with and happy about, but it wasn't enough for a win. Tonight, it's Colorado. On Tuesday, it's Carolina. On Thursday, it's Boston. And then they go back out on the road to take on Nashville, to take on Florida, to take on Tampa, to take on Carolina, and then Washington before the month comes to an end. And then they'll be back home on the 2nd to play Vancouver. And up to that point, that might be their easiest game on the schedule. So yeah, we all knew it was going to be a grind to start the Sharks season, but that's how the NHL goes. Let's Get in a lot more about the Avalanche tonight's opponents from their radio play-by-play announcer, Connor McGahee. Connor, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Ted, it uh, wouldn't be a hockey season if we weren't talking to you. Nice uh, nice new digs you got going there. Good job. The only well, bad know, part is you actually have to look at me now. That's the bad part. <laughs> That's always part of the fun, and I'm actually 
True to everyone listening, well, I'm going to be at NBC on Saturday night. We're recording this Friday, so uh, I get to see you on uh, camera over the internet right now. But uh, it's disappointing that I am not going to be there when you're uh, you're here early in the year. Um, let me, you know, get your thirty thousand foot view on where the ABS are right now, because obviously, if we were to flash back a year ago as the defending champions, which quite a one-two punch to start for the Sharks, the defending champs, and then the defending champs for a year ago, but this was a team that was defined by injuries last year, was it not? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, completely. And you had bad luck. You had, I say bad luck, the Avalanche still were able to win the Central Division in the last two minutes of Game 82 as Nathan McKinnon uh, had a hat-trick in Nashville to give the Avalanche their third straight division title. So it's not necessarily bad luck. However, you just think if certain players, Gabriel Landeskog in particular, had been around, would they have been able to at least make a run at a repeat? And uh, I think any luck that they did have ran out in the, in the first round versus the Seattle Kraken. But uh, of the of the 20 that were there in June of 2022 to win the Stanley Cup. Only 12 remain. I mean, it's a good 12, don't get me wrong, but they've had to add an entire new third line. Uh, they've had to add a new fourth line center, make some adjustments elsewhere. And uh, and the Avalanche, I think, feel like they have a real NHL club now. And last year, they pretty much were a line and a half. You had Miko Ranton and Nathan McKinnon. Uh, both had 100-plus point seasons. Nate McKinnon had 111, and he missed 11 games. So imagine what he could have done with a full 82-game schedule. Um, Kale McCarr was more than a point-per-game player. He only played in 61 games. He had 66 points. So when you're talking about the big boys, that's all the Avalanche were last year. Pretty much Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, and Kale McCarr. They put Devon Taves in there. Nobody's been a better plus-minus player in the National Hockey League since he joined the Avalanche. Devon Tate's fresh off a new seven-year extension, appropriately enough, with Colorado as he wears the number seven, an average annual value of $7.25 million. So the core is there and locked up for a good amount of time. And so now they've tried to fill in around that, and they did so with Tomas Tatar, Miles Wood, Ross Colton, Freddie Olofsson, Riley Tufty. Um, so that's the depth that they needed last year that they didn't have. They knew what they needed, and they went out this offseason and made those additions. So is the mentality this year is that they expect to be um, making a deep run, for lack of a better term? I mean, I don't know if they want to say Cup or Western Conference Final, but, I mean, I, I look at this roster, I know what they're capable of when healthy, and I feel like it's got that or-bust mentality about it. I think it always does. I think when you play in a place like Colorado where you've won three Stanley Cups and the standard was set so early in 96 and 2001, the Cup is always – your ultimate definition of success in the season. And I sort of think of the LA Kings who won in 2012, missed the playoffs the following season, and then came back to win in 2014. That is sort of the attitude I feel like coming out of the Colorado Avalanche. And hmm. Kale McCarr, uh, I mean, I, you had Eric Carlson obviously win a Norris Trophy here last year in, in an extraordinary season that you're not going to see very often uh, with the San Jose Sharks. But Again, what happens if Kiel McCarr plays even 70 games or 75 games? Is he in that conversation with Eric Carlson? Is this a year where he can put up a Norris Trophy-like season, and will that lead to, to postseason experience? Um, because, again, the core knows how to win. Once you've been there and know how the route works, you can get back there a lot easier. So I feel like the cup is the standard, and anything less than that 
um, inside of a cup window, which they are now, which we've established with the extensions of some of their major players, uh, anything else is a disappointment. I was talking to our friend Dan Duva about this the other day, and we were talking about what Vegas is going to learn as the defending cup champions. What do you think the Avs learned last year with everybody having, um, you know, the target on their back? Everybody looked at the Avs and they said, that's the team we're trying to knock off the top of the mountain. I think it may be a little bit easier to forget how hard it is. And they went through a transition that, well, frankly, the Sharks were directly involved in back in 2019, mm -hmm. where they were a wild card team. They upset Calgary in that in that season where we came here and, and lost in seven games in that second round. But that was the transition from being uh, an underachiever, excuse me, an overachiever uh, to the standard. You were a wild card team and now you've won three division championships in a row, two years removed from winning a president's trophy. Um, so these players have transitioned from being underdogs to the top dog. And when you're the top dog, I think it's a lot easier, or excuse me, more difficult to get that crown back than when there's no pressure on you. But I think the lessons that especially the superstars in this team have learned over the past couple of years, those lessons are uh, easily applied and, and delivered to everybody else, even if they have not been there. You're talking about the eight new guys who are, around this group. So um, I just think that it is so hard to repeat. Um, you put an asterisk next to the Tampa Bay Lightning because of the shortened seasons. Uh, I mean, still impressive that they won, but the, the last team to win back-to-back -back Stanley Cups, and sorry to bring this up, but it's the Pittsburgh Penguins in 16 uh, and 17 and, and 82 game-long seasons. That's almost impossible to do in the modern era. And now everyone's going to be gunning for the Vegas Golden Knights, which is actually maybe a good thing for the Avalanche because they could have a sneaky good team. And with everyone's focus on the Vegas Golden Knights, here could come Colorado to claim the cup back. You got to get a look at the Avs in regular season action the other night. What, what did you think? The big boys were big again. Miko Rantanen, that's now two years in a row where he's had four points on opening night. Last year at home versus Chicago, he had four assists. This time around, he had two goals and two assists. Um, and he, the Avalanche have never had a pair of teammates to have back-to-back 100-point -back seasons. The Quebec Nordiques did back in the day with a couple of guys, Michel Goulet, the Stasny brothers, those offensive juggernauts. But believe it or not, the Avalanche never have. And with Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, four points, Kale McCarr, uh, 68 multi-point games already in his career, uh, the big boys were out. And it was nice to see uh, Miles Wood get an empty netter, get on the score sheet, part of that third line for Colorado. Uh, the PK was perfect. That was a vast improvement from last year. They allowed 11 shots in the power plays. The Kings went over five. Um, and the Kings power play was fourth best in the NHL last season. So that is much improved. Uh, chemistry looked pretty good. Jonathan Drouin, who's a new addition to that top line for Colorado, looked comfortable. He gets an assist in his first game with the Avalanche. So, for the most part, outside of maybe some lax defensive responsibilities, they still allowed 36 goals, a lot of those from high-danger areas. For the most part, the Avalanche looked, looked very, very dominant and comfortable, and like it was a month and a half into the season. What do you think Jared Bednar is telling his team about facing a team like the Sharks that's probably pretty keen on proving all the naysayers wrong, even if the Sharks aren't talking about themselves like a uh, – a contender per se, I have to imagine they don't like the chatter of people saying, oh, this is 
you know, one of the worst teams in the cap era. Yeah, and if I heard that about my team, I would be upset, and I would want to prove everybody wrong as well, which is why games like this are the most dangerous, and Jared Bednar will be saying that. He said there's no foot off the gas. There's no lax defensive responsibility. This is no cakewalk. You're not looking forward to Seattle um, coming up on Tuesday night instead in the rematch of last year's playoff series. Focus has to be here and now because there are still some high-quality players on the San Jose Sharks. It's not playing the San Jose Barracuda. It's playing the San Jose Sharks. Every team in the National Hockey League is good, and these are the type matchups that can that can catch great teams. It didn't happen to the Vegas Golden Knights the other night. Um, and I think Jared Bednar would be saying that you have to have a championship-caliber performance no matter who you're playing. So the game versus the Sharks is going to be as important as any other one on this three-game road trip to open up the season. Curious to get your perspective on what it was like going through that process of people pointing to where the Avs were just a short half decade ago versus where they are now, where, where people say they developed their talent, they drafted well, and they got a little bit ahead of schedule. Maybe it took a couple of years to get that breakthrough at the cup, but you know, that's people look at the abs as a model and they'll make that reference point to, to the sharks or they'll make that reference point to the ducks and say, that's how it's done. Well, the, the number one thing is you can't, you can't mess up your top draft picks, right? You can't miss if you have a lottery draft pick. And as uh, Gabe Landis God said, when he was asked that question after they won the Stanley cup in June of 2022, well, how does another team do this? He says, well, you just go out and get yourself Kale McCarr. Just go down a safe way and pick up your pick yourself up a nice Kale McCarr. Might be on sale, might not be. Uh, it is not that easy. The fact that we just did a, a, a long-form piece uh, called Peak Access on the Avalanche YouTube page uh, about Kale McCarr. He's been uh, named the cover athlete for the NHL 24 video game. But we were going back and, and visiting his journey from the Brooks Bandits to UMass and and selected fourth overall. Remember, the Avalanche had the odds to have the number one pick that year. They they were the worst team in the cap era in 16-17. Um, and so they should have gotten the number one overall pick. They did not. They fell to number four. And somehow, so did Kale McCarr. I think if you do that draft over again, Kale McCarr is a unanimous number one. Uh, he was not. Even Dallas had a chance to get Kale McCarr. They take Miro Haskin in at number three. So I think... First and foremost, if you're a team in the rebuilding stage, when you have those high draft picks, you have to get them right. Uh, not to say anything poorly uh, about a Bobby Ryan or an Owen Patrick, but when you have a pick that high and it doesn't pan out, it always shows. Neil Yakupov falls into that category uh, as well for the Edmonton Oilers. He played for the Avs for a short stint. Um, so you have to get those top draft picks right, and you have to – Make acquisitions that make sense for the, the type of hockey that you want to play. I will say that for the Avalanche, that there's no shortage of identity for Colorado. They know it. Everybody else knows it. And they stick to that identity all the time. And they get the puzzle pieces to fit in around that identity. And so the San Jose Sharks, under Coach Quinn, need to announce and know from top to bottom what their identity is and find players at all price points to come in and be able to play to that identity and the sooner you do that, the sooner you'll be successful. What's the biggest question you need to have answered about this Avs team as we get through November and into December and in towards the, the meat and potatoes of the season? I think it would be if the newly acquired players for depth will be as advertised. 
Um, Jonathan Drewin, Ryan Johansson is the new number two centers they brought in over from the Nashville Predators and got Nashville to pay half of his $8 million salary in one heck of a trick from Chris McFarland, the GM. Uh, the whole third line is brand new together. So you basically have five of your top nine forwards who are all brand new. Um, so you, you got to see if they're going to be comfortable and will fit into the system like we were talking about before. So I think that's the biggest question to be answered. Uh, and I think the, the second question has already been answered for me. If Valerian Nachushkin is back at full health and, and ready to go and ready to play a, a domineering type of hockey that, uh, that he, he did two seasons ago. Early on in the preseason, the other night, you could tell that he's feeling comfortable and he looks to be returning to the type of Val Nachushkin we saw a couple years ago. So uh, those are the questions, mainly from all the forwards um, and, and new faces from the Colorado Avalanche. Now, my last question for you, do you want to talk about the Broncos or should we just not? We should probably just not. Let's we'll pass. Uh, I'm, I'm a 49ers guy, so I'm riding high, and you can throw this hey, back well, in my face at any point in the next few months, should you desire. <laughs> enjoy the Shanahan offense, then. It's fun. It's fun. But, uh, Connor, I appreciate your time as always, man, and we'll talk soon, all right? Anytime, Ted. Thank you. Again, that is Connor McGahee, the radio play-by-play voice of the Avs, joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network as we get you ready for Game 2 of the Sharks season tonight at 7 Pre-game coverage, 6.30 right here on the Sharks Audio Network. And if you're getting this uh, from the podcast download section as opposed to listening to it on the stream, do know that we've got Barracuda coverage this afternoon. 1.30 pre-game time, Nick Nolenberger on the call. 2 o'clock game time as the Barracuda play host to Rockford from Tech CU Arena. Taking a look at the NHL last night, the Coyotes won their first game of the season, 1-0-0 on the year now, downing the Devils 4-3. And then the Penguins, they got a 4-0 win over the Capitals with our good friend Eric Carlson recording his first point of the year and assist. Big slate of games across the NHL today. I know for a lot of you, you won't hear this until about 5.30, so I will not allude to the earlier games, but we do have the Canucks visiting the Oilers, the Golden Knights playing host to the Ducks, of course, our Sharks and Avs at 7 o'clock, and then at 7.30, the final game of the evening, it will be the LA Kings playing host to the Hurricanes. If we take a look at the standings early on here in the NHL season, Boston at the top of the Atlantic. I guess no big surprise there. Tied in points with Tampa as well as Toronto. In the Metropolitan Division, we've got the New Jersey Devils on top with three points. If we go to the West, Colorado 1-0, two points on the year. They're tied in points with Minnesota as well as Arizona and Dallas. Nashville and Chicago have two points as well, but they've played two games. And then out here in the Pacific Division, Vegas on top, two wins out of their two games played. They are followed up by Vancouver, 1-0, Calgary, 1-0, and then the Ducks, the Kings, the Sharks, the Oilers, and the Kraken all yet to win a game on this young season. But guess what? I am willing to say that things will change drastically between now and December, and then again by the time we get to February, because that's pro sports, it's not how you start. It is how you finish. But we are just about out of time. Remember to join us at 6.30 tonight for pregame coverage as the San Jose Sharks play host to the Colorado Avalanche looking for their first win of the season before they get a couple of days off and are back at it Tuesday night. 
playing host to Carolina. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.